podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. It's Liverpool 1, Napoli 1 in the Champions League group stages tonight. On tonight's show, we're going to, myself and Damo are going to have a look back at this game from start to finish. Of course, this show is brought to you by Paddy Power, a bookie's a website and an app. Please gamble responsibly and try to do so with Paddy Power. If you don't gamble, that's absolutely fine. But look, let's get to, uh, let's get to the analysis of this game. Here we go. <laughs> And here we go, the Fatback 4 Daily for your Wednesday night. And uh, it's... I think it's a disappointing performance, but look, we'll get through it and we'll go through it as best we can over the next 30 minutes or so. The live chat is open, so if anybody wants to come in and give their comments on players, the game itself, Liverpool's tactics, Napoli's tactics, whatever you have, absolutely troll them at us. Uh, with me, of course, as I've already mentioned, is Damo. And uh, Damo, your initial thoughts after the final whistle? It's disappointing, but um, it was a poor game overall, I think. Um, I wasn't too keen on our setup at the start. Um, I think we touched on it in our, in our WhatsApp group and I know we spoke about it on a previous pod when we set up similar and um, we'll probably get into that during the, during the show but uh, yeah it was a disappointing night um, so much so I fell asleep for about 10 minutes in the first half I just thought it was, I just thought it was a Darrow game um, it, looked, it looked to me it was two sides that were afraid to win um, and were kind of they weren't kind of brave enough to go win the game um, where they They'd rather just take the draw, and uh, nobody was really brave enough to go after the game overall. And I think both of them really just accepted it at the end. Yeah, it was just you know something. Uh, like let's start from the start, like we always do. The, the lineup for you, what 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 did you make of it? It's wrong. It's, there's no two ways about this. We are stunted if we don't have Trent and Robbo on either on either side, yep. and. Just how we play, um, Trent is bombing on one side, teams are getting stretched, all of a sudden we switch it and it's out the other side to rubble. Um, both of them have quality delivery, both of them are quick, they get in behind defences on the out wide. Gomez gives you none of that. And I just think every time he plays there, we look slow and ponderous all down his side. He, listen, the fella's a good defender, but he just does not offer what Trent has on that side of the pitch. And we need to find somebody fast who can cover for Trent in that position. As much as i say we, we could probably deal with decent cover for Robbo as well. Um, because if you take him out of the equation, you're lacking a little bit as well. Um, so I think it's time that the club needs to start looking at who's going to... If this is how we're going to play, and we're going to play with these lads that are going to give us plenty of quality from wide areas, 
we need to be identifying some young lads now that can be a kind of a backup to these these two. Now, I know that's hard because they're they're absolutely sublime. They're quality footballers. But we can't be putting Joe Gomez in to cover for Trent. It just doesn't work. Um, And every time he's gone in there to play that, every time I've had the rant about it, and we spoke about it in our WhatsApp groups, we spoke in the last show when he played in there, it just does not work. And I think it kind of filters on from there. Like like Milner and Henderson in the middle of the park as well, two very samey players. Um, and you could see a little bit of a difference when Ox came in there and he offered us a little bit of something different. But yeah, it was a little bit stale. And I think every time we've played Napoli, if you look at the team lines we've constantly put in against them, we've always had a kind of a stale midfield. Um, like I think we went out there last year and we played Milner, Henderson and Ronaldo. Three kind of samey type players. Um, yeah, so it, it wasn't the best lineup. I don't think, to play against them. And it was more... They're probably in respect to them because they are a decent side. Although they're 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 not doing great in the league over there, they are a very good side and they're very well drilled. So maybe we kind of respect them a little bit with the lineup we went with. But Gomez at right for me is just a no. Yeah, it's it's the big talking point of the lineup. You know, Salah comes in and they go with the front three that that's tried and tested. You know, and done so much for his midfield. You know, he he leaves Ronaldo out and he goes with Fabinho, Henderson, Milner, and. There was a severe lack of creativity there for me, but the the right back. This team with Gomez at right back, in my opinion, needs to stop, and it needs to stop now. If that's not pure evidence of Joe Gomez cannot play right back in for Joe Gomez could play right back for a team. There's, I've no doubt about that. Providing you're not asking Joe Gomez to go beyond the halfway line to you know play intricate passes to cross the ball to get in behind defenses. He can play as right back. He can simply not play right back for this team. It's as simple as that, Damo. And anyone that comes across as he needs time, he needs games. He doesn't need fucking games at right back. Okay? Yeah. And you're in a business now that's ruthless. Every game is a must win. Every game you can't slip. You can't, you can't take your eye off the ball. You can't drop points. And if Joe Gomez isn't playing well enough to play at centre half for Liverpool, he sits on the fucking bench. And yeah. do you know what I mean? And, I'm getting annoyed over this now because people keep telling me, oh, he needs minutes. Listen, he doesn't need minutes like that because he looked like he was away with the fucking fairies from start to finish. All right? we, we our, our game wasn't as fluent because of it. When we were getting the ball out right, it was, it was just coming out to him. He was stopping the ball. You know, it wasn't moved quick, so Salah was getting basically bundled out of the game when he did actually get near it. And then he was just passing it back to Lovren or passing it inside. And there was nothing there. Why Why are you... He perseveres with this, I don't know. And look, people would say, well, you're not fucking Jorgen Klopp and he knows better than you. He probably does. He, no, not probably. He definitely does. But anybody, come on, Damo, with, you know, two eyes and have watched football in the past knows that in this team, Joe Gomez can simply not play a right back for Liverpool. It's it's a square peg in a round hole. Um, and you, you, it's you not even that close, Damo. Yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Joe Gomez is a very, very good footballer. He's a very good defender. He just does not fit in at right back in this side because of what we ask our fullbacks to do, which is to get high, get crosses in, be part of the build-up, the the attack and play, the fluidity of it. He kills it every time because he's not that type of player. He will be a fantastic footballer in, in a side that will be under pressure a lot of games um, and he will be defensively good because he's quick, he's strong, he's a good head of the ball, he's got a lot about him. 
if, if you ask them to add something to your team on an attacking front, it's just not there for them. And you can give the guy as many minutes as you want. If a player hasn't got that in them, they haven't got it in them. And and this is where, and I think I did right, this project has to stop as quickly as possible. He's not going to turn him in to what Trent is. And that's just the way it is. And I'm sure Klopp knows it. Um, and he was quick to haul him off tonight as well. He, he done his, what, 60 minutes? He got 55 minutes. Like Kevin Sullivan saying, that's fine. Play Trent till he pulls a hamstring because that will happen. Listen, we can't keep doing this. You know, oh, we can't keep playing Trent. All right, you don't want to play Trent. I'd rather if you went with Milner there. I'd rather, yeah, like, I'd rather if you actually went and put Oxley Chamberlain there, or if as somebody, I think it was Carl Duff says there. I think if you remove an attacking option in Trent, you have to bring in in it one in somewhere else like Oxley midfield. That's a fantastic point because yeah. you know, let's be honest about it. Um, Henderson, you know, he's decent going forward, right? But it's he's not relied upon because Trent and Salah down that side are flying, you know what I mean? So he's not relied upon. When you play Gomez, you're then relying on Henderson to step up and be the, the most creative player in your midfield. And Henderson should never be the most creative player in your midfield. So if you're going to play Gomez there and say, right, we just want someone steady that'll stay out wide, recycle the ball, and we'll get it into someone in midfield that will then make Salah um, you know, active in the game. You do have to go for an Ox or a Naby Coyte or a Shakiri or someone along them lines. You can't go in with Henderson and Milner as you're too you know, forward-ish centre midfielders and have Joe Gomez at right back. It's, it, it's, it blows my mind, Damo, that people think that this is okay to do. It blows my mind. Yeah, no, it, 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 it was dead. It was sour. It was, it was stale right in the start and you could see it. And it, again, whoever made that comment there, I mean, that was spot on. If, if you're taking out an attacking option from a certain area, you've got to put it somewhere else. Um, I don't see why he was looking to have someone defensively minded out there. They they don't really play wingers. They, they weren't going to look to bomb on down that side of the pitch. Like it was a perfect opportunity to try something tonight, and uh, maybe a little bit different. Um, I, I but this is where we're at with these two fullbacks. They're integral to what we do, and we do have to protect them with a lot of games. Yeah, they're in, they're integral to what we do, Damo. Yeah. Right. But they're only integral to what we do when, because we play a functioning midfield and let them two go absolutely crazy going forward. Tonight you didn't see that. Tonight you're yeah. seeing a, a, a very, you know, in a midfield that you would approach a game in an apprehensive manner. You know, when Aldam even in there instead of Milner bursts a bit forward a bit more, holds it, he's a bit more intense. Milner I thought was poor, you know, with him without the ball at times. But, when you take, like, it is, it's, it's the actual crux of the matter. When you take out that attacking threat from your right back, you need to put it somewhere else. And we just simply didn't do that, did we? No, no, we didn't at all. And um, everyone suffered. Everyone suffered yeah. because of it. It's, it's a knock on effect right across the team. Yeah. Uh, and if anything, when you're watching the game, it, we just look so lopsided. We, we, we look like we're, we're an unbalanced side. Um, and like, you, you can see any time the ball is switched out to the Robinson side, the fluidity is kind of still there. But when it goes out to Gomez side, the gang just dies. Uh, he, he's looking for a pass backwards inside. He's looking, he's holding on to it. He's waiting for Salah to move. And that doesn't happen with Trent because he does exactly what Robinson does. He's he's quick. 
he wants to get the ball into the ball uh, into the box quickly. He wants to find somebody with a one two. Where Gomez isn't isn't that way, and it does it just it just knocks on to everybody then, and it takes away what we're trying to do as a team. So yeah, it was a frustrating a frustrating night for me. And any time I see Gomez go right back, and I've said it for quite a while, it, it never kind of works out for us. And I'm always left frustrated after watching the game. And I'm, I feel sorry for that. I'm going to feel sorry for that. But like, let's call a spade a spade here, uh, Gav. This isn't something new with him. This has always been in his game. Like even when he played at right back for us, he was no great shakes going forward. He didn't add in or chip him at and he was a kind of a decent right back. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, listen, we're gone past the stage of having a decent right back because our five attackers on the pitch are our three forwards and our fullbacks. You know, yes. Chris Pross says the club tactics he felt were very poor tonight. Um, and like people might watch this and think, oh, you're completely overreacting. Listen, I overreact when we win a game. You know, I think it's absolutely brilliant. So when you draw one or lose one, you're allowed to be constructive criticism as to what you see was wrong. So I don't want anybody taking this as, ah, oh, you're throwing the, you're, you're, you're toys out of pram. It's not like that at all. You, you're allowed to watch a game and, and say what you're seeing. You know the kind of way? That's, that's, that's a quote from catchphrase, I think. Um, the, but LFC 96 copy says, I think if Fabinho didn't get injured, we could have got something else out of the game. I still think we look flat with him on the pitch, although he was there for 20 minutes. I just think the setup was wrong. North Red says Salah was too predictable tonight. He was because they just knew, let Gomez have it, and we just crowd Salah. Because Gomez is not going to do anything with it. The difference when Trent is there is that Trent will push forward with it. And usually what happens is instead of Salah getting it out on the wing, he gets it on the corner of the box and then he can do stuff with it. You know that way? So the knock on effect was you, which on Firmino, um, I think the knock, the whole place I just thought was, was thrown completely by this change. Um, Megan McCallion says hopefully nothing serious for Fabinho. Yeah, look, he got up and he played on and then he hobbled off. It could be just a little tweak, but he, he has, he has a week off now anyway because he doesn't play at the weekend, which was good. Dunno says Ox was okay when he came on. Yeah, I thought he showed a lot of impetus to get forward and, and try to do something with it. You know, I thought we were very flat and it was crossing back, crossing back constantly. Um, Carl says in a weird way, it seemed to affect Robbo's game too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know whether when Robertson has a demo, that because Trent is so wide on the far side, that teams can't come and block us in on the left-hand side as much as they like to. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Normally, and, and tonight they did. Tonight they were able to say, well, that right-back's not going to do anything. So we can all shift heavy onto this onto Liverpool's left and block them out, block Robertson, uh, block whether it be Milner or Wijnaldum when he come on, or anybody in that little gap, block Mane from getting it, block off Firmino finding them spaces. Because they knew, we don't care if it's a big switch to the far side because he's not going to do anything with it. So I think it did It did affect. Uh, go on, what did you think of it, Damon? Yeah, I was literally going to just say that uh, and agree with you on it. Like Most teams will, will shift as a unit. And where we get our most joy is when we have Trent uh, up high and out wide. Same time as when Robbo's up high and out wide. And we know damn well, as they've shifted as a unit to close down either one of the two, that we're looking to get it inside and switch it quickly and stretch teams. And you're dead right. Napoli have no fear of Gomez hurting them out in the wide area. So they're, they're, they're quite willing to shift as a unit and, and block Robertson coming down that side. Because you know what comes inside and skipping out to Gomez, he's just going to come back inside and, and, and re- recycle the ball. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens in the real corner. He's ordered to get forward with it. And, and going back to Salah there earlier on, where Trent is brilliant for Salah is... Is Trent's movement of the ball does as much for Salah and gets him space, um, 
like when Salah gets it and he stands up a defender, nine times out Trent ten, Trent is making an overlapping run and he's dragging a player where he doesn't want to go and he's creating space for Salah by that movement. Like you don't see Gomez making that same type of effort to kind of get beyond Salah or give him an angle or, or, or get past him to release that yard of space for Salah to cut inside. So yeah, it like it stunts him as well. Th- th- this whole kind of kind of experiment that we're having with Gomez in there, and it, it's I, I just don't see any good coming from it. Yeah, look, Avo says Ancelotti has the mark of mark on how to play against their shape and Klopp's tactics. He's the only one that has us sussed. I think we played into his hands by by making our game a little bit narrow. And like you, if you watch Liverpool and, and say for argument's sake, Robertson has the ball right, and a team decides to basically shift over hard onto Robertson and try cut it out. It's just a ball into midfield, player turns, big switch, Trent's away on the right-hand side, and they won't do it again. So what happens is they, they end up having to expand themselves to match Liverpool's width and how high we are, which leaves gaps for Mane, Firmino and, and others to walk in. But tonight, they were able to hard push us on the left-hand side, cut it out, and even if the ball got switched, no worries. We'll just make our way over there at some stage. We'll hold, we'll hold Gomez up or we'll just leave him with it. And we know then we can get back into our shape. It was, it was just mad to watch. Um, Maverick says it was always going to be a tough game. A draw, I called it. Sad to say. Uh, Salah's injury looks to be getting worse as Tiger Tracy. He couldn't wait to get rid of the ball tonight. He grew into the game a little bit in the second half and, there might have been a call for a penalty when Kulabali tried to do a full Nelson on him um, at one stage. Uh, James Kelly says, it's amazing how easy we're actually to stop, kill the fullbacks like United did, or lose either one and we lose a bit a bit lost. Going back to what me and Damo said, if you lose one or you decide to bring one um, out of the team, you have to put something somewhere else in the team to to, to balance that out. And I don't think we... Did I think if you'd have, if you'd have started with Ox instead of a Milner tonight, you might have you mightn't have made so much of of what Gomez was doing. And don't get me wrong, Gomez defended okay by one moment and one or two moments in the second half where he hesitated and, and got himself into a little bit of trouble. But other than that, he was fine. But he's just not what we need, you know. And it's not a slight on him. I think he's very good. I am worried about him, but I'm hoping he will come back. But he needs to be doing it at centre half. Uh, let me see. Giella says, Napoli had one chance, gifted them to a poor, by a poor referee, otherwise we are fine. Firmino should have buried his header, and we would have been talking about professional victory using the squad. That's not a fair, that's not a bad point. Napoli parked the bus, says Royal, which is great name, by the way. Um, Maverick says, Salah was miles better in the second half, needs to impose himself early on. Definitely should have had a penalty from Koulibaly. He imposed himself, Damo, because if you watch, we get rid of Gomez, right? We bring Henderson on, who's pushing forward up, and then we bring Oxley chamberlain on, who's pushing on that side as well, trying to free him up all the time, you know that way? That's it, yeah. We've brought players on to to create that space for him, to, to allow him to kind of get the one-on-one situation that he really wants and he, he, he tries on. Um, yeah, so, so that kind of tactical change with Klopp worked. And, and obviously, like, like we're talking about it, obviously Klopp is saying, you know, like he's seen a way before we've seen it, and it hasn't worked out him, and he, he reacted to it quick enough um, in the second half. Um, but it, it, it's, it's just probably one of them games that like, they're dug in, they're entrenched. And like, the way they're looking at that game tonight, that they're thinking they're going to gank in the last game and they're going to win it. Mm. And they're hoping that like, let Salzburg and, and Liverpool cut each other's throats, mm. uh, which can quite easily happen here. You know, like, it, like, we should have too much for Salzburg, but they're scoring for fun at the moment. And... I don't fancy going out there 
for an interview Wednesday night. Like if they get something early in the game, I've not worried. The, the only thing about the only thing about that annoys me about tonight and the whole Salzburg thing is I've been preaching since since this game has come on the horizon that it's the one game where we can win and give ourselves a little bit of a rest in this mad December, and yeah. now we can't. And that's the one thing that's annoying me most. You know, in any other situation, if we didn't have a Club World Cup and stuff, I'd just say, well, look, it's just one of those, isn't it? You know, you have to go and do it. We had to do it last year. Like, we, we had to go to game week six last year and win to, to get through. We need a draw um, or a really high score and defeat to, to go through. But it's just with those Club World Cup and stuff, it's just more emphasis on winning that tonight. And we and we didn't. And that's just life, you know, that way. So, uh, Chilk says we should have went with Trent and Genie tonight and rested at the weekend. Tough last game coming up. Uh, Stephen reckons Salad was absolutely shocking tonight. No excuses for that display. I thought in the first half he was anonymous. I thought in the second half he grew into it a little bit. The Acadian says losing Fab and not having Trent is tough. If Fabinho was not on the team from the start, Trent is in because of too many key changes. We did well overall, no worries. Yeah, he seems happy enough. Salah moved central when Ox came on into a 4 2 3 1. He got more inside, all right. He definitely did. And he usually has that ability when Trent's on the pitch without any change in formation. That's the one for me. Um, Jose would have whipped Gomez off after 20 minutes. Uh, I just think Gomez overall, as a right back, done fine. But not fine for what we are looking to do. It's it's just one of those. Dunno uh, gives is giving Lovin a round of applause. Yeah, I thought he done quite well. Although Damo the goal for Napoli, right? Um Van Dijk wins a header, he gets a bang in the hip, he, he doesn't recover, he kinda of goes down. It's a decent ball over the back. It's a brilliant finish though, isn't it? Yeah. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. That's great for Michelle. Brilliant finish. Um... Yeah, he's he's taken a well. You know, he's mm. just, just, and it's never a foul on Van Dijk, by the way. No, I, I don't think so. I, I, if that was if that was us, and it was a free kick, kind of given against us for something similar. For if for me, not done that in Kula Valley, you mm. got a free. Kick, I'd be I'd be spitting feathers. You know what I mean? Well, it's, if if that's a free kick, for argument's sake, right? Um, and me and Ray Dickens were laughing earlier because Ray Dickens says, Harry was barreled into it. I said, Ray, your man's about five for five and he just hit off him. But if that's a free kick, Lovren's goal is disallowed as well. Yeah, exactly. This is the whole very thing. Like, if you look at the Real Madrid game last night, mm. it's that it's even less than what, what happens there. Like, there's yeah. a bit of a on the back and it gets called back two or three phases of play. Mm. Somebody gets a red card rescinded and there's no penalty. Like, mad stuff. That, that, that to me is not free, but, but we should react better to that. You know, Lovren is poor for that. Oh, you, oh, you see, that's that's why when Dunno gives Lovren a round of applause, he plays well. It's a good header. It's never a free kick uh, for that goal either. I'm just saying, in comparison to the free we're looking for on Van Dijk, Lovren's is probably worse because he has got his hand on his shoulder. But I don't think either a free kick. If there was a free kick, we're going to have to take all sort of physical contact out of the game. Well, that, that, that's what Klopp was having a go after referee for. You know, um, so... They keep saying it's a football match. You know, like, so, some of the decisions he was given tonight was ridiculous. Well, I, I'll get on to him before we finish in, in depth. But for me, although Lover gets the goal and does well, he does he does quite well, let's be honest, he, he plays well. 
I blame him for that goal because he sees his defensive partner winning a header and in trouble. And he should never be playing offside then because there's a gap down the middle of that pitch and he should be saying to himself, oh, I have to drop here. And all right, if it goes over the back and I'm left one on one, I'm not. Basically, what he done was he looks, he decides to try to play offside. He doesn't get it anywhere close to being right. And your man is in and he's no chance of catching him. I'd have rather he ran down that channel with Mertens and pushed him out towards the corner flag, let people get back. And then Van Dijk stays down and it's a corner or a throw in and they're able to come on and see what the story is with Van Dijk. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think, I think even Rio Ferdinand made the exact same comment. And I think anyone who played center half would have done that as well. Um, they would have followed the run. They would have come in. So it would have closed the gap and they would have either committed the foul or they would have tried to run him into the corner. Simple as that. He, he makes a stupid decision, in my opinion, but that's what Lovren does. He, he, he has the best of games and once again, he makes an absolute stupid decision. And that's just the nature of Lovren, Dejan Lovren. He's, I can't knock him too much. You know, he's come on leaps and bounds and he's got most of it out of his game, but he has got that in his locker and he just makes the wrong decision there. And I think where uh, Ferdinand mentions that he felt that looked like a player who doesn't trust himself to win a foot race against that that uh, that forward, and he, he's kind of cheating by trying to play the offside. But no, he makes the wrong decision for me. He should step in there, close the gap. But doing what he did, he actually made the decision for the Napoli player about where he's going to put the ball. Yeah, like Jella again says, saw the see, saw the fell on Salah, definitely a penalty, but nothing given because he doesn't go down, and they wonder why players do it. Yeah, it's a fair point. I think he's been hung out there, and he goes down. The referee may make a decision or ask for VAR to look at that as well because he does. He actually has two or three goals in him. You know that way. Carlo says no foul? Question mark. Ah, uh, here that's a foul all day long. Um, sorry, eyes on the ball and nudges into him. No, it's not a foul because all right, he he watches, but forwards are there if they want to move into that space and maneuver that body. And he doesn't. He knows he's not going to win it, but he's trying to make it awkward for Van Dijk not to get a big header on it. It's intelligent play by the player. It's not. It's you know. It's just. It's a bit of nouse about him, you know what I mean? He, he knows where he's at. It was a tight offside shout to Kevin Sullivan. It was tight, but it was on. It, at the end of the day, he was onside. Okay. And all, all I'm asking for is when, when Lovren to think my mate is gone here and they have a ball and he's chipping that in behind. I'm not taking any chances. I'm going to go with him and I'm going to shepherd him. That's all I have to do. You know, it's a lazy, for me, it's a lazy decision to try step up. And as well as that, you have Robertson looking at the player. That's playing the ball and he can't see the run inside him. You know, and Lovren's looking across there going, he's a bit deeper than me. So it, for me, Lovren should have taken control of that situation. But again, it's a brilliant finish. It's a brilliant finish. Um, let me see. Klopp fears Fabinho's injury is serious, by the way. Worse, and worse now than that result tonight. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the Acadian says we dominated a Napoli a very little, conceded a sharp angled shot like that in the best case. Very tough finish. It was a brilliant finish. It was a brilliant finish the way he hit, cuts across it and puts it across Allison, you know. Um, Nordred said, I suppose we've been spoiled so, so far this season and we're so annoyed tonight. We are much better team than the way we are playing. Much better. Yeah, it was one of those nights, you know, but I just felt that there was, Damon, there was no lack of effort there. You know, there was, and they were, you know, people are saying Mane was bad and stuff. I just think Mane was getting a bit frustrated because the way we usually flow, it just wasn't happening, you know. And we have been spoiled this season, and it, but it's okay to turn around and go, that wasn't good enough, and maybe this is the problem, maybe that's the problem. There's nothing wrong with that, Damo. You have to at yeah, some stage. I, I'd agree. And, like, 
we, we can't be naive either. Napoli are a good side. They, they, they're, they're a much better side than what the league form has shown. And I think, like, we've all probably read in the papers in, in recent, uh, the last week or so, like, there seems to be a little bit of trouble going on in the background in the squad. That doesn't make them a bad team. And I'm sure, like, these are professional footballers. They're <laughs> show up against the Champions Europe at Anfield and mm. they want to play. And, like, as, as I heard commentators saying, sometimes there's just a team that has your number. And they are always team. And that they're always going to kind of give you a, a game or are going to be hard or awkward for you. And this just seems to be everyone. And like, we're, we're spoiled rotten at, at the minute. And we've very little to complain about like, if we're getting draws. But yeah, it wasn't good enough from what we've seen, this team, or what they're capable of. But let's not take away from Napoli either. Like, they, they're very good defensively. They're, they're, they're a decent side. And listen, we didn't get beat with them. Um, and and they, they didn't come to play us either. They came to stifle the game and get something from it and keep their, their hopes alive for the last game, hoping that we'll do them a favour, or Salzburg will do them a favour, and they'll just look after themselves. Okay. Yeah. I have two um, fairly controversial opinions, I suppose, here, but I'm going to throw them at you because that's why I love loads of opinions. Stephen Hackett says, Napoli goal came from VVD pretending to be hurt. Players need to cut this out of their game. And Cardiff says, uh, Cardiff disagrees with me. He says 100% disagree. That was a defo foul. So the first one there from Stephen Hackett, uh, VVD pretended to hurt himself, right? And then the other one was James Kelly, who says, Alison Poor for that goal, good finish or not. What do you make it into? Uh, the first one, it's hard to know. Like, the, these, these lads are absolutely pure lean. There's, there's not an ounce of fat. Like, if somebody could step into me like that, with a little slow elbow, a little slow dig, and my fat belly would look after it. These lads are, like, there's, there's nothing of them. And, like, it, even an elbow, to any kind of muscular area in around their stomach, it is going to hurt them, you know. And I'm not saying like Van Dijk doesn't strike me as a player that would do that. Um, and he, he genuinely looked like he was out of getting a bang from from me. Um, and it, it could have been a, a knock on muscle. And um, I don't see him going down in pain. He's never done it before. I don't, I don't see why he do it now and 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 put his team in jeopardy. I, I'm sure he would just kind of. Take that and wait for the next opportunity to hit your man a clatter. I don't see him as that type of player. Um, so I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt there that, that he has taken a knock. Look, I don't even think it's just the elbow that he catches him with in the side. I think he catches him with his foot as well. Um, I think he lands on his foot as well. So I thought it was when Van Dyke jumped and your man hit him. It was like in the hip. Yeah, he caught with the elbow in the hip. But I yeah. think he as he comes down as well on the foot or the ankle area, and he, if you notice when he when he when he lands, he kind of he lifts his foot like he's at there he's at getting a bang on it. Right. But that listen, if he has done it, I'm sure he's not going to do it again. But I just don't see him as that type of player. And um, the Allison one, if you look at his position, I'm not a goalkeeper and um, never was, and but I'm sure Phil Casey was telling you about Allison has done. Everything really, mm. and he just got done by a fantastic straight bottom corner. That's 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 taken him. It reminds me of one of the. It reminds me a bit when you look at it, and it was like I watched that on BT, and and Michael Owen was in the studio, and Michael Owen scores was against Ars, against Arsenal in the cup final, where that's the only part of the net he can hit to score, and I feel that was a bit like that. That goal, it was one of those where anywhere else and. Allison gets a hand to it or it hits the post or it goes wide, you know, the kind of way. It was just, and the way he hit it, the way he cuts across it and it, it has that movement on it rather than 
going away from goal. You know, like you see yeah. these shots that are on target and they drift away. This one he was he was hitting perfect. And he does have a look at the keeper and he takes his time and steadies it and obviously decides that what way he's gonna hit it and the technique he's gonna use and, and as well as the direction and, and the power he's gonna go with. Yeah, he, he kinda arrows it across the keeper like he, he, as you dead right, he cuts across it, which means the ball's trajectory is dead straight. Hmm. Like most people are coming onto that. They're trying to pass it into the far corner, which yeah. puts a, a natural curl on it, mm. um, which means it's starting near the keeper, and then it's kind of curling out into the side netting, where this doesn't. It's kind of hit at a straight angle, straight into the corner. So it's the way he's taking it is brilliant, and he's he hasn't given that opportunity to the ball of being a little bit closer to to Allison by side footing or anything like that. You know. All right. Um... The referee, let's have a little chat about the referee before we finish up. He looked like someone that was looking for attention, Damo, from very early on, and he only really snapped himself over after about, I'm going to say, 65 minutes when he started to let a few more things go. But for the first half especially, I just thought, is this guy an actual fucking referee or what? Is this fella taking the piss? And I'm not saying that because he gave decisions against Liverpool. Even stupid things, he gave a free kick and then someone put the ball down to play it. And he'd say, oh, it's rolling. And he'd take it back and put it down there and play it. And then he was stopping it again as if to say, well, it was rolling, so now I'm going to make this slow down completely. He was, it was a very strange performance from the referee, I thought. Yeah, without, like, a lot of his decisions, if you could see Rob getting frustrated with it, because a lot of the decisions was just two lads tussling for the ball. Like, he gives a free kick in the second half. And Mane kind of, there's a 50-50 between Mane and another lad, and they're chasing or they're going for a ball. And Mane just puts his arm out and is a little bit stronger than the other lad, and the other lad falls over. And he blows it as a free kick. Was that the one early in the second half where the ball yeah. came across Mane, and Mane put his foot and his arm across him, as if to say, I'm in front here. Yeah. And then yeah. he just gave, yeah, yeah. It was. He's just using his, he's just using his body. And like, do you know what, it nearly strikes you as, as somebody who's refereeing the game that never played the game. And he, he's, he's given everything what he sees that it's just a foul without realising that football is a contact sport and there is going to be contact in the game and not every bit of contact is going to be a free but it was like every bit of contact was a free either way tonight and, and that's frustrating because it kills the game and they could rather see two teams tussle like you, you don't see anyone getting dragged back but like, you want to see lads with a bit of kind of combat going on and, and a bit kind of tussle and bustle about them and, and getting at each other. But every time somebody is kind of just stronger than the other person and he's throwing himself to the ground he's getting a free, that, that drives me mad. And you know what the funny thing is? Like the, There was one in the first half there where Mane burst into the box, right? And he's trying to get it on his right foot, I think, to try have a shot. And your man has his arm across him or from behind, kind of grabs him. And Mane goes down, probably a bit too easy. But having yeah. said that, like somebody says there, you know, ref t- or Kev says, ref tonight showed exactly why continental players go down in the slightest touch. Players need to learn how to read these refs there. And went down. He was given the free to Napoli. So yeah. where's the balance? Because Manny goes down and you hear Steve McManum saying, oh, that's not a penalty, it's not a penalty. And McManum comes out, annoys me anyway. But then you look at Salah and Salah stays up and he's being manhandled, let's be honest, by Koulibaly two or three times, stays up, doesn't get the penalty. But if that was outside the box and he, he you know, he, he, he throws himself, he's probably getting a free. You know that kind of way? So yeah. it is hard. I know where Kev's coming from with that, but sometimes it's even hard to read referees like that because he won't give it to me in the box, but he will give it to me outside the box. So what do I do in the box? Do I stay up or go down? It's, it's very difficult. But 
you know, like there's a couple of uh, comments there. The Acadian says, ref wanted to st- stop the game flowing. A parked bus added to a stop start game is their kryptonite. Yeah, it really did frustrate us. We couldn't really get going. Uh, LFC Copboy says he was talking to players far too long, which was very irritating as well. Um, the Acadian asks, does that yellow card do anything for a Robbo suspension? Um, I'm not too sure. I'm going to have to look up how many um, bookings he has. I think you're allowed three in the group stages, are you? And then you're you're gone for one. I might be wrong, but I have to check. Uh, if Chris Brack was here, he'd be able to tell me. Carl Duff says, for periods of thought, the ref lost control. Bizarrely, Alan took 93rd minute to get booked. Yeah, there was a couple of things there. I, I, I thought it was a very poor performance from him. Um, <laughs> Stephen Hackett says, the ref had his bars to top on underneath his, uh, underneath his jersey 100%. But Damo, just, just finally on it, Man of the match. Pick me a man of the match out of all that. Jesus Christ. Air best player of the night. Mm. Jesus, you know, that's quite difficult. To, I'm even trying to think of anyone who stood out. and I, I really can't. Can I put Jordan Henderson forward here? And the reason I say that is because he goes into the game, he's steady in it. The midfield changes, he's still quite steady, and then he ends up going nearly right back, and he's trying to hold the right wing in order to get Salah going. I just thought, he was asked to do a couple of different jobs, and I thought he'd he done quite well. Yeah, I think you, you, you couldn't knock Kendall tonight, and you probably would have been one of our better performers. Yeah, like, I don't think any of our players really stood out tonight, and yeah, you'd, you'd probably be looking at Henderson as, as one, who's, cause, cause he's moved around different positions, and he's, he's done a, a job quite effectively, and, but like, we we weren't at the races all across the park tonight. I just don't think. And, okay. Uh, yeah, it was a, it's, it's one of them games that we kind of. It happened. Yeah, there won't be a DVD made about. What are we? Mm. Um, North Red has Hendo. Uh, the Acadian has Lovren. Maverick has Mane. Uh, Stephen Hacker has uh, Robertson man of the match all day. Um, let me see. Avo asks roast chicken or Kentucky fried chicken. Damo. Oh, I love an old roast chicken, I have to say. That, that roast stuff out KFC is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Fair, you can say it, Amo. They, they, they won't see us. Um, yeah, I'll go with roast chicken on the, on the condition that it has some nice, uh, stuffing with it. It has gravy with it. And that's about it. Once it has gravy and stuff, and we're I'm all over the chicken yet instead of KFC. Copy has, LFC Copy has Lovren. Kevo Sullivan has Lovren, man of the match. Mainly because I don't blame him for playing the offside. Plus his goal was a really good header. Fair enough. I do blame him for the goal, but. It was, it was a great header. It was a great header. It was a great header. Uh, but, and it was something we def, we, we desperately needed at the time because it was getting more and more frustrating as it goes on. Uh, the Acadian says it feels good to play bad and not lose. Uh, Mane followed by Lovren, says Maverick. Uh, North Red would go for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, Maverick would go for Roast Chicken and Potatoes. Um, Chilk has Robbo for, just for his shithousery. Um, he tried to put a fella in the Anfield Road and near the end there as well. For about 10 minutes to go and I liked that. And then turned to the ref as if he'd done nothing wrong, which I really liked. But, Damo, just on the group itself and going forward as opposed towards Brighton. What, it's just one of those games. We go away and we print a performance. We win the game and we get out of the group. You know, it's one of those. I don't want to be anywhere near the Europa League. That's the only fear. But just looking forward to Saturday now against Brighton. What way are you going with this? Are you, are you going to go as strong as you possibly can? Or do you see a couple of changes in there again? Uh, well, Fabinho's out anyway with, uh, that's just the injuries out with uh, suspension, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. So, 
I, I, I think we'll go with what we know best, what's trust is. Um, I don't know who's going to come in for Fabinho, who's going to kind of sit in that deeper role. We might need someone to sit deep um, against these on, on, on Saturday because they're, they're not going to come. They're going to come to contain us. Mm-hmm. They're not going to really come at us. So, I'd, I'd be honest, I definitely want to see somebody forward kind of attacking Brain in the, in the middle of the park. If Fabinho's not in there, we're going to be looking at Milner, Henderson, and Wijnaldum. Hmm. I don't want to trade them in there. I think, I think you, I'd like Ox. I'd like to see Ox in there. Yeah, I was going to say, what about, he, he tried to rest Trent tonight. I think yeah. he might try rent Robbo on the weekend. So I think he might go Milner at left back with the normal back, the rest of the back four being as normal. What about if he went for, say, Henderson, the deepest, with Wijnaldum and Oxley Chamberlain in front? Yeah, I, I think that would be fair enough. Shout, mm. yeah, well, Shakiri was that. back on the bench, of course, tonight. Keita wasn't in the squad, which makes me think that he might be nailed on to play Saturday. They just made sure that you're okay, we're keeping you okay, and you'll play Saturday. So that might be an interesting one as well. Yeah, it, it could be. I'd prefer to see Ox in the middle of the park now than Keita. I just think since Ox has come back into the side, he's kind of gradually got better and better, I think, with game time. And he is chipping him with a few goals. Mm. I'm still yet to have me feel as lit boy Keita I'm, I'm waiting for it I'm hoping for it I'm hearing great things about him but mm. I'm still waiting yeah no we're all waiting we're all waiting yeah. but as I said and I keep saying it until we see Keita in this team for 10 to 15 games on the regular and I mean you know getting him on 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there is fine but until we see him feature for 10 to 15 games regularly probably starting you're not going to see the best of him and you're not going to be able to actually make any sort of real judgement on him you know there's, there's a big split camp on him Damo no he's not fucking good enough like Phil is calling him the fucking the next Joe Allen and stuff like that and another, um, which I think is ridiculous because you know I don't know where I think actually Phil believes what he's saying which for once is mad um, oh, she used to call Wijnaldum when, when visible yeah no but like he does he genuinely feels that it's just a 50 million pound Joe Allen playing for us but then you have others that think he's the he's the best thing that's ever walked fucking God's green earth you know the kind of way and he's not but, that either so it's it, it, the usual demo it's a massive split that's, that's Liverpool fans here we're not bipolar fans in the world like you know it, it, there's no middle ground with us further all in one camp or all in, like, unlike that with Lallana, I just, I, I just can't avoid the fella. And I was like that with Lucas and other people. And where other people loved him, I was the complete polar opposite and I couldn't stand him. What my problem is with Keita is he has started games. He's had certain runs of games and always had injuries. But even in that run of games, he's never really set me a light. And the likes of, what you really want to be doing is when you get your 30 minutes or you get your 60 minutes in a Coca-Cola Cup game or you get a league game or you get a You've got to go out there and be the best player in the park. And you've got to give the manager a decision to leave you out. And any time I've seen him play recently in the last 18 months, I haven't seen that with him. I'm kind of thinking, going to see a big performance album today. And it's just meh. You know, it's just, he doesn't push it to another level. Yeah. Or give himself a performance that's kind of saying, Klopp, you can't drop me next game. Yeah. And that's the frustrating part about it because I remember a sports couple of games for us. I really liked him. I said, this, this kid excites me. And, and it just went downhill after that. But if he, if he gets back to the levels he was when he came into us, because he did look an exciting prospect, we could have a player back in our hands. But he, he, he needs to start making the most of his opportunities when he does get them. And that's the problem we've had with him. And that's why he's not going to get a 10 or 15 game run because when he's getting his chance, He's not making himself that 
undroppable okay. player. If he's not making himself undroppable, if I have a couple performance in, that's, that's better than what the other lads are giving every week. So uh, I'm not knocking on the door as such. So that's where, that's where his big problem was, I think, mm-hmm. with Naby Keita. But I'm starting to, and I don't want to agree with Phil on this, because I'm hoping he's going to come good. But he, he's starting to look a bit of a dud at the minute, and and that's a, that's a horrible thing to say because I, I do think there's a player in him. Um, but how long do we wait for? Him? Yeah, no, that's that's true. And I like it, it'll be quite telling between now and the end of the season how much he features. You'll probably get a much clearer picture on Abby Kate's future. Uh, the Acadian yeah. says Kate is a great player. But you can only be as good as your fitness allows. Uh, Kev O'Sullivan says he's in the middle of a nabby. He needs a player. We need to need him replaced. Um, Not Red says Keita in January. He reckons he comes good. Kev says we cannot afford a fifty million pound luxury in the midfield. Six options. Um, injuries have, have affected him a, a loss as uh, LFC Copy. Keita's only weakness that he's too slow. Maverick says I feel sorry for Keita. Pe- people expect too much. I think he's overwhelmed by the move in the Premier League. Um, Stephen Hackett says, right, real Christmas tree this year, the good old artificial, artificial, you take it down, you, you put it up on the, in your sitting room, you take it down and stick it in the box and you fuck it in the attic. Uh, the real one, you have to go out and buy and bring home and put it in water and then it smells and you need to get out of your house and then you have to go around the four in the morning trying to put it in someone else's wheelie bin and it's just all too much hassle. Um, Damo, thanks a million for joining us. That's it. We're done. Take it easy, yep. Cheers, man. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night, tomorrow night being Thursday, back at 10pm, not too sure who the guest is, but I'll sort that out tomorrow. Um, the person that does all our graphic design is Muzz Designs, at Muzz Designs, and he has sent me two lovely A3 prints to give away. Um, I'm going to give them away because if you have subscribed to our YouTube channel in the last month, you're in a chance to win. One will go to a person that was subscribed before the 1st of November, and one will go to a person that subscribed between November the 1st and November the 30th. So if you haven't subscribed to YouTube, go and do it now. Subscribe, hit the bell icon, get a notification when we go live, and be in with a chance of that. I will post these um, up on Twitter maybe tomorrow for people to see, but they're really good. They're basically like a dark blue with a silver Champions League trophy on it and the words to Olay, Olay, Olay put through it. It's absolutely, they look brilliant. I wanted to keep them myself, but I absolutely can't. That's it. That's the Fatback for Daily for tonight. Liverpool won, Napoli won, but look, don't worry about it. The lads will do fine. They go and win in Salzburg. We'll be Brighton at the weekend. And in between all that, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll knock everything for four or five as well. Over now. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Sports Social Podcast Network.